Hey friends, welcome back. This is episode number eight, and my guest today is Shuan McGee. She's an intuitive body worker, and get this, a death doula. So yeah, you heard me say that right. She's a death doula. I've only heard of one or two in my life before, and when I found out that Shuan does this, I just, as you'll hear in the episode, kind of lose it because I'm so fascinated by this profession and this offering to human beings. So yeah, I don't even know if I should give you much more of an intro than that. We should probably just dive in, but definitely tune in if you like to think about that thin veil between life and death. And if you've ever wanted to prepare for yours, or if you're in that phase with someone that you know and love, it's just a beautiful conversation. And I can't wait to talk with her again about it some more. Um, So I hope you enjoy. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Body, Mind, Spirit Service Podcast Show. I'm your host, Shay Knight. I'm a yoga teacher, a teacher trainer, a massage therapist, and a wellness entrepreneur coach. And I've been in this industry for over 15 years. So believe me when I tell you, I know that you feel called to serve others with your work. And I also know that sometimes you scream in a pillow, run out of money, feel isolated, and question your career choices. (laughs) Listen, we all do it. So on this show, we're talking about it with our colleagues. We're talking about money, marketing, work-life balance, burnout, side hustling, full-time hustling, and what it takes to keep going, or sometimes to not keep going. Each recording is dedicated to you, wherever and whenever you tune in. I hope you gain a little something to help you on your way. So before we begin, I invite you to take a deep breath, get centered, maybe make a cup of tea, and be present while you listen. I'm so glad that you're here, and I hope you enjoy. Juwan is actually uh, a roommate with me at our at our healing center at the Apiary in uh, downtown Orlando. So we're like ships passing in the night all the time. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like my clients know your clients and we like bustle around the hallways together, but this is my first opportunity to really get to sit and chat with you. So I know that's true in three years too. I know. And yeah. I think about you, like I was in the, I was in treatment room one this morning and I was like finishing my session. I'm like, I shouldn't start leaving you notes because I leave and then you show up. <laughs> I'm like, we spend a lot of time in the same space without having a lot of time to chat, which yeah. is actually like the whole reason that I'm doing this because I feel like it's good for us to talk and it's good for people who are new to the field to hear from people who are in the field much longer and just to hear kind of tips and best practices and you know that kind of thing from each other yeah so for those of you listening Shuan does body work intuitive body work which is how I know her and then also (laughs) vibrational healing and spiritual life coaching. And the one I'm really excited to get into is your work as a death doula. Um, but before we dive in, I want to see if we can walk it back. Like, what was your first kind of entrance into alternative health and wellness as a professional? Like, where did um, it start for you? Mm-hmm. As a professional, um, I was in college for random things. <laughs> I was switched, switched to a lot of majors. Like, 20 years ago, Jesus. Um, right. <laughs> and um, I've always done body work on like my family. I grew up on a farm with hippies um, and it just clicked one day. It's like, why don't I get 
a degree in this, you know, why don't I get a degree in muscles and working on muscles and healing the body? Cause I've always done it. So, um, I kind of wandered a while around for a while and then just, it hit me, um, to, to get into it. So, so you went to like massage therapy school first? Yes. Yeah, so I, well, I went to LSU first. Um, so I already had like anatomy, physiology and all that under my belt. Um, and then I went to massage school in Louisiana awesome. and, and that's kind of how it, how it happened. And so you've been practicing body work now for how long? So well, 15, really like forever, I guess, as like, since yeah, like before. Years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I like, I was funny that you say that. I always think like when I got into body work is like when I went to massage school and then my mom will remind me like, no, you were reading books about massage when you were a little kid and you were rubbing our hands to get out of time out and stuff, you know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's true. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Yeah. So body work was kind of the, the entrance to like the field that you find yourself in now, it sounds like. It, it, it was, yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I'm from Louisiana. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to Louisiana. Yeah. But it's a very interesting place. Um, <laughs> lots of energy work, lots of healing. We are around it all the time without thinking about it. So it's always been there. But, yes. but school-wise, professional-wise, 15 years. Yes. I um, My grandmother is from Louisiana. So I feel like there's oh, just okay. like a certain kind of magic that it's like, I, it's hard to describe it. Like, you know, it when you feel it, like that's Louisiana magic <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So yeah, if you happen to be listening and you are an Orlando local, you could get body work with Juwan, um yeah. at the apiary. Right. And so, and then in the show notes, there'll be, you guys can find where she's located. We're going to, you know, show your Instagram and all of that. So you can find her at alternative evolution on Instagram and Facebook. I'm assuming booking info is in there as well. Um, <laughs> Do you remember the first time that you received um, like a formal professional massage yourself? I was like 12 when I yeah. received the first. Yeah. Um, I played volleyball and uh, I hurt my Achilles and I got a massage. Like my parents were really into, my mom was a nurse practitioner. So they were awesome. really into body work and, and healing. So I was like 12. Yeah. Awesome. Right on. Was it good? Is it a good session? Well, I was 12, so I didn't know any better. Yeah. So, but, yeah. like, right now, it's spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it was spectacular, but if I go back now, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, it might it might be different, but, like, mm-hmm. nostalgically, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I think about my first massage I ever got, and it was, like, it was, like, decidedly not good and, like, really weirded me out. And I'm always, like, it's amazing that I still went anyways because you could get turned off by one bad experience or just different yeah. experience or whatever, but you know, we just went back, went back for more. Um, but then tell me about the vibration healing. So this is like with crystal bowls and such, right? Can you describe it yeah. for like someone who's never experienced it before? So uh, basically with vibration healing, um, I use crystal bowls. Um, I just got a, a mini harp. Um, I have crystal harps, flutes, uh, tuning forks, several different instruments, depending on what you connect with. And what it's meant for is we're all made of vibration, right? It's meant to align you and keep you balanced and, and kind of get you in a head space to be calm and relaxed and balanced. So um, if you don't believe in energy work, um, I usually say it's just to relax you. You pretty much lay there and you have these vibrations and beautiful sounds around you and it just relaxes you and calms you down. I like that you add that um, if you don't believe peace. Do you ever have people like, book a session or attend an event 
and they're like, I don't believe in this, but I'm here just for fun. Completely. Like I have it all the really? time. Really? Um, That's so interesting yeah. to me. So people like to try things out and they're like, oh, yeah. you know, I had an older gentleman actually last week and he used the word I've never even heard before. He's like, I, this is all hokum. And I was like, well, what's hokum? <laughs> and he's like, this hokum. is hokum. And my wife made me come do it. And he hated, like he hated being there. And then at the end, completely loved it and booked another appointment like for the next oh, two I weeks. Oh, I love that. So sometimes it's just, you just have to get them in, you know, it's, yeah. it's about, it's sometimes it's about wording, you know. You don't have to say energy work. Yeah. It's like, you know, this is just right. Yeah. This is just hokum. Just start advertising <laughs> it as hokum. <laughs> I, I think hokum is like the greatest generation's word for like woo, you know, like yeah. woo woo, new age yeah. hokum. That's funny. <laughs> we have a whole whole separate practice just for hokum. Um, <laughs> and then, so also as a spiritual life coach, how does that come into play? And like, when did you, when did you find yourself entering the coaching world? Um. Again, I, I feel like things happen to me before and then I get certified for it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it started off as me being a deaf doula and learning when you talk to people, um, sometimes it's counseling that goes along with it, right? And it's the mm -hmm. same thing with massage, vibration healing. People feel comfortable with you and start opening up. And I wanted to have the training and proper words for it. So mm -hmm. I just got the certification this year. Um, but apparently I've been doing it for a long been time. Doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, actually Ella, um, Ella was the reason I became a spiritual life coach. Cause she was like, you need to get a certification just in case. Yeah. Um, so I just went, got a certification and even during the classes and, and mentors, I was like, Oh, I've been doing this. They're like, mm -hmm. usually with massage therapists and, and people in this field, you are doing it already, you know, but sometimes it's just learning the, the words into how to handle different personalities. So right, I yeah. the certification earlier this year. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. When the coaching boom like really happened, I feel like five or six years ago, there were so many coaching programs and that yeah. I would see that like, we're all people who are in this field, specifically like wellness, like you wind up coaching. I mean, even if you're only doing massage therapy, you still wind up coaching. Like you still have to educate and encourage and guide and kind of talk about like what went wrong, what do we learn from it and stuff like that. But yeah, I like definitely. the idea of having like a, a certification because sometimes I feel like that puts the clients at ease, you it know? Does. It really does. Yeah. 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 Okay. So this is the part I've been really dying to get into, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have only heard the term death doula maybe two or three times, like from two or three people. It's, I don't uh -huh. feel like it's widely used. And from the second I heard someone use it, I was like, I lit up. I'm like, yes, because <laughs> It, I've been told this is a Scorpio thing. I don't know, but like I have always felt drawn to and peaceful near death. And I love, not like I love when people die. That sounds so weird, but I mean, like when someone, it, I think of it like a graduation, you know, I'm like, yes, they know what happens. They get to know it's the ending, like, or the next phase, or I just, I'm always been fascinated by it. Yeah. from the, as long as I could remember. And so when I heard that there's an actual professional role to help people through this process, I'm just like, I have chills. I just think it's like, <laughs> I, yeah, I just can't wait to hear all about it. Cause I don't, I don't think I know any except for you. I've just heard that they exist. So I'm like, please yeah. tell me all about being a death doula. Okay. Well, 
it's not very many of us, honestly, um, in the in the grand scheme of things. But if you think about culturally in all the world, there have always been deaf doulas. There's always been usually an older lady <laughs> who comes to the family and helps you grieve and cooks your dishes for you and, you know, bring different things. Um, and we have become a death denial um, society. We try to fight against death and old age and, you know, don't think about it and don't talk to your kids about it. And basically what a death doula does is advocate for death. The one thing we have in common, I mean, we all have this in common. As soon as we're born, we're dying. So it's very important to have a plan, right, in place before the before it happens. So you should have different plans. You should have a plan just in case you walk outside and an accident happens and you don't have a choice to ease your family's woes and to give them a chance to grieve, there should be a plan in place. What you want to do, where you want to be, how you want to be, what you want around, where you want your pets to go. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then you have the plans where if you get older or if you get a terminal illness, who do you want around, who you don't want around, the smells you want around, the food you want, you know what I mean? And also the same things, the wheels, you know, who you want your house to go to, what do you want your husband or wife to do? You know what I mean? Like all these things should already be in place so that when it happens, you have a chance to grieve. Your family has a chance to grieve and you don't have to worry about paperwork. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So my father died in 2020. And I mean, he knew who he wanted his land to go to and all these things, but he had like a thousand books because the man read all the time. These books were very important to him. So we were sitting there like, okay, <laughs> what do we do with all these books? Would he want them to go to someone certain? Would he want them to go to Goodwill? You know what I mean? So right. it's the small things. Um, there are also people who don't have a religion really. And even if you do have a religion, it's fine. You can get a different as well. But for people who don't have a religion, and they want someone to sit with them and read to them and play bowls for them and close their chakras at the end. You know what I mean? And just kind of have a ritual for them. That's where a deaf dealer will step in because it's harder for a family member to do it because they are trying to be there for that person. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, it's all types of scenarios that can go on forever. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm fascinated because yeah. in my mind, I mean, you just listed a lot of like logistical stuff that would be super helpful. And I didn't even think about that. I figured that's like their attorney's job or they should set up their will and all that. And that's different business to me. When I think of a death doula, I think of someone like holding their hand or like just, you know, helping assuage fears or th this is just out of you know in my imagination because again I don't know I just I'm thinking of I guess I'm uh juxtaposing it to like a birth doula you know like what a doula does to get you ready to have a baby I'm imagining that like at the other side but that makes so much is sense that, is that as well yeah right? that's why I say it depends on what you specialize in just like you have like massage therapy or sports massage prenatal massage there are deaf doulas who specialize in I'm going to be there with you on your dying day holding your hand you know, doing whatever you need to do, which is what I kind of specialize in. I will be there for the person, you know, to play the bowls, to close their chakras, to read them their favorite books. If they want a living funeral, I'd be there for them. Okay, let me advocate for that. You want to have a funeral before you die. Some people want to be buried in trees. Like it's a whole, it's a whole this thing. So <laughs> cool. I've never even heard yeah. of a living funeral. I've never even well, heard yeah. of this before. You can be there. You know what I mean? When yeah. to see people say goodbye. When you have a terminal illness, I know that's 
this is going to sound weird too, but that's the good thing. You get a terminal illness. You know you had a certain amount of time. And it's like, you know what? I want to know what you're going to say. Let me have a living room. Yeah, like a you sending, know, it, like a going away party. Exactly. Let me throw a party. Let wow. me, look, like I said, I'm from Louisiana. If someone gives me a terminal, like, hey, you're done. I want some beignets. I yes. want some boys. You know what I mean? I want some gumbo. I mean, give me some fried food. I'm dying anyway. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I don't I want to have a good time, you know? I don't want to be in hospice. I want to be around certain things. So it's harder for a dying person to tell their family that. It's of easy course. for me as a stranger to come in and be like, hey, this is not what they want, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, they you're advocating. Their family. Exactly. Mm. They want to do what's best for their family. And they're not thinking about, oh, what's best for me, even though this should be a selfish situation. Yeah. But most people don't. I have that's never met one person who wanted to die in hospice around a bunch of strangers. Not one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they do though because their family's like, "I want to keep you here as long as possible," you know. Mm-hmm. So keep you comfortable. That's, that's usually the line. Yeah, exactly. But it's not supposed to be comfortable. Like you're dying. <laughs> yeah. You know? you're, you're like I'm gonna right. level with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. A physical body, which is completely fine, and if whether you believe it's on the other side or not getting rid of the physical body is traumatic and you mm-hmm. should be able to do it how you want to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, okay. I could go on and on here cause I'm really fascinated with this. Um, but part of the purpose of the show is for providers to hear from other providers. So say there's somebody listening who's like, wow, you're describing my dream, my dream job. Uh, <laughs> like where does one start? I mean, really like, I'm like, I, this is so it just, I imagine it lights some people up like it's doing for me right now. And others are like, no, hard no. I would rather not. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if someone was interested, yeah. like where, where does one, like, are there certifications for this? Are there, are there rules and regulations around this? Or is it like a kind of a boutique thing that you create on your own? So like it's, as a provider? it's certifications, but they're not governed, right? Um, mm-hmm. So the thing is you have to find good certifications because there are some out there that are just like, oh, give me a thousand dollars and you know what I mean? I'll give you a certificate. Um, going with Grace, uh, she's amazing. And she has certificate uh, certifications in person. And then she has them um, online. And uh, my friend Ashley actually is the reason why I kind of got into this because she's the first deaf doula I ever met. Um, and you basically just kind of have to do your research because it depends on what you want to specialize in. If you want to specialize in the disenfranchised, like I'm a person of color, so it's very important to me to help people of color. Um, and it's important to me to help people who can't afford a lawyer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I specialize in certain things. So I'm not really a legal person, but if someone says, hey, I need a will, this, that, any other, I know where to send them. Um, so it just depends on kind of what you want to do. But I know going with Grace is the best thing I found for what I want to do. Okay. So that's the best certification because honestly, a lot of people are like, yeah, that, that sounds really cool. Cause it does sound like, oh my God, you know, you're helping someone in their time of need until you sit with someone who's actually having life gone from their body. Right. And then that's a whole nother beast. You, I, you can get certified all you want and nothing's going to prepare you for that. And I feel like you're not going to know if you want to be a death doula, even after all the certifications until you do that. Right. right. Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, so, okay. So as a death doula, you are working with someone who wants to either plan their death 
or knows that it's coming and wants to plan it. Like they could be just that they want to plan it in general or that they know that the date is coming sooner than later. Like it's, it's, yes. if it's not by car accident, they know it's coming from something else. And then is it, so then it's also though for the survivors, am I understanding that correctly? Like services yes. for the living after you've passed? Yes, because, you know, it's hard to see someone close to you pass and it's certain things you don't want to deal with, right? So having someone to be there for you and just say you're cleaning out a house and you need someone to go run and get you food. You want someone to just meditate with you. You want someone just to be there to hold your hand, for God's sake. You know what I mean? Um, it's good to have someone to take the load off while you grieve. Yeah. You know, I, I've packed up a house. Like, they're like, look, this is what my mom wanted. I cannot do this. I can't handle it physically. And they trusted me to do it for them. They had the words. Like, they had, this is what's going here. Mm-hmm. But, like, I physically was there while they caught their breath. And they were trying to just handle and mourn, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not counseling, although spiritual life coaching really helped. <laughs> right. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um. But you can be there for the healthy, the dying, which is everyone, someone who knows is coming or someone who's lost someone and needs someone there um, afterwards. Or I've heard situations where the dying person has wanted this and they're dead and gone. And they're like, look, I want to give my organs, blah, blah, blah. But then the parents were totally against it, but it was already written in stone. So of course, other family members, they don't want to you know, say, hey, you know, this is what they wanted, but I can do that. Like, mm-hmm. I have really personal connection with you. I can, like, look, this is what they wanted, you know? Right. And I understand that you're grieving. And I understand, like, in your mind, this is, you know, what about you, but it's not. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's... No, go ahead. I, I know it's a lot. No, I'm just, I'm really fascinated. And I, I mean, this is, like, death is just one of my personal favorite topics. We'll see if our listeners are like, Shay, you and Shawan are weird. <laughs> but to me, I'm like, I love this. I'm so fascinated. And I, I, there's... Someone do that. they're like, Hey, you're going to scare people. Do not put this. Don't tell people you're a death doer. Don't put it on your Instagram. Don't. And I'm like, I gotta do it. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. You, I, I'm, I'm with the yes people. Yes. You got to do it because it's, I can imagine this being a huge need. Um, and so Again, one of the other things I want to bring up on this show as often as it comes up, because this is about the people who do the work, is um, I want to talk about money. You don't have to tell me your exact rates or anything, but I want to talk about money and the exchange, because I imagine in these, you know, the thing with what I find in however many years of health and wellness people is we generally are sweethearts, right? We're in this field because we, we love people. We want to help people or we experience something that changed our lives and we want to pass that on to someone else. Right. But oftentimes the breakdown comes in when you make it a job and you need to be compensated one so that you can eat, but two, because I, I believe, and I think many agree that there needs to be an energy transfer for what you're doing, right? Like Mm -hmm. just because something is tender and delicate doesn't mean it should be free. Right. So I'm curious about, um, like, how does that work? How does that work in being a death doula? Like, is it like, do you have packages that they select or do you just create like an individual quote for an individual client? And again, you don't have to give us exact numbers, but I just mean in general, how do you handle that? Cause I think that's something that all service providers 
need more help bolstering is how to collect payment for the good work that you do. So it depends on the situation. So if you are a healthy person and you're like, I just want to create plans for the three scenarios, it's an hourly rate. It's super easy. I mean, you know, nothing's going to happen to you, hopefully, (laughs) in the time that we're doing it. We'll sit down one day. You pay me by the hour. Um, If it's someone who already knows that something is is about to happen to them, um, uh, it's a completely different ballgame. and it is hard. <laughs> it's yeah. very hard. It's hard to you're like, oh, okay. Um, but it's a it's a contract, right? So you get a certain amount of hours a week. It depends on the person too. Um, so you get a certain amount of hours a week for this paid, you know, scenario. Um, and then if you know the time it's coming, I'm on call if you need me to be there. Or if the doctor's like, hey, you know, uh, maybe a day or two, I'm there to like kind of calm down. It's a certain set price for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's it again, that varies. Some, someone might only want me there like an hour a day or an hour a week. So it'll vary um, with that. Um, if it's a family member who needs me, it's the same thing as the first scenario. It's an hourly rate. So if you're a family member who just needs me to be there for you, it's an hourly rate. And right. then of course, like the little things, like if I am emailing you and checking on you and all that, that's no cost for that. That's just, you know, a checkup like let me make sure that you're okay you know mm-hmm. so that's, that's like that's a part the, of your customer service yeah i feel like the same thing with massage and vibrational therapy like all these things intuitive body work i always like especially if you're just starting out check in just to make mm-hmm. sure because it's a lot it's a lot energetically please dm me or shuan you have follow-up questions if there's things you want to hear her elaborate on and come back and, and do another show on this or that that really caught your attention because I feel like I could keep her here another three hours and just keep <laughs> digging deep into this let's wrap it up with a question that I ask most of my guests so if you had any if you have any advice for somebody who's feeling called to this field I'm generalizing it as alternative health and wellness you know maybe okay. a little bit off the beaten path and they're thinking about it you know, what advice, if any, would you have for somebody who's feeling that pull? Um, honestly, to be patient um, and not let working for someone else take away your passion and your desire. Um, find a way to keep that. And, and it's only because sometimes we'll get into this field and it's a beautiful thing. However, working for a corporate or a bigger business can actually drain the passion from us. So I feel like being patient is key and uh, being there for yourself and having your own self-care and holding space for yourself or letting someone else hold space for you is so important. And that's key to to being able to stay in this business, whatever wellness or alternative business that you're in, having that me time and holding space and having someone to hold space for you is very important. Yeah, agreed, 100% agreed. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate this conversation and I can't wait to see what questions we get from it because I'm just, my mind's going to be on death to list stuff all day now. <laughs> totally fascinated. <laughs> That's the way I love talking about it. It's just so, it's just so special to me. So like, I'll, we'll go in a sec, but um, let me think, when is this? Like over 10 years ago, I, I owned a yoga studio. It was like my young yoga teacher dream. I opened a yoga studio and I specifically chose this place that was next to a funeral home. Um, I did it on purpose because I love, so you can imagine it was like the vibes were always very busy there. There's always 
people always thought they saw something or felt something all the time. And I love that. And then the, for the living, you know, the, for the survivors and the earthlings, there was always this train of people in the parking lot that were like, yes, they were, they were blue, you know, of course they're grieving. Right. But they were always so reverent for life and like, wide awake and like you'd see them go back to their cars and like the look in their eyes like you know they're not thinking about what they're going to make for dinner or like the next episode of whatever you know they're like really awake and just asking the big questions and I feel like that's one of the special things about death is that it it just kind of snaps you out of it like yes yes you know but some people and it sounds horrible because with death and kids that's a whole nother podcast but with some people, they can live five years and have all of this life that they lived in this five years. And then you have oh. people that be 100 and barely lived. Yes. You know? Oh my gosh, you gave me so chills. When yeah. you see that, it makes you want to pull yourself up and go, I need to live, I need to do what I want. It's so many important things in life. And most of the things that we worry about just aren't. Yeah. Death, death does that. Yes. Yeah. Oof. I love it. You gave me chills. I love this conversation. I love chatting with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this helpful or at least that it made you smile. If so, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it with somebody else. You can do so by sharing a screenshot of this podcast to your Instagram stories and then tag me at Body Mind Spirit Service. You can also visit our website. The link is in the bio. It's bodymindspiritservice.com. And in there, you're going to find a free community group where you can join and chime in with podcast questions or topic requests, as well as network with other people in your field. The website's also going to give you options to opt in for the blog updates and the email list so you can stay in the loop for trainings and other exciting things there. And if you're more into Facebook, we have a free community group there as well. So again, thank you so much for sharing your time with me and I hope to hear from you soon. You can send me a DM, say hi, let me hear from you. Let me hear how I can be of service to you so that you can be of service to others. May you be happy. May you be well. May you be safe, peaceful, and at ease. And I will see you again soon. Thank you.